Hey, it's your bud, Teddy Swims. I'm this week's man of the hour. On this episode, me and Justin talked a little about love, a little about rock and roll, and uh, a little about hanging out and making good connections. Tune in. And a good Monday to each of you. This is Justin Crawford, and welcome back to the Men of the Hour podcast. The self-improvement show that I get to call a dream job is going into a month of musicians with some guys that not only make the world go round through the songs that they produce, but have so much depth to bring in a long conversation with me. We're going to go for four weeks straight, and we're going to do every single Monday this month of September 2021 with four musicians, starting with Teddy Swims, and then we'll go into some others that I know you guys will also enjoy, so just stay tuned for all of those. You know I love partnering with brands that have huge missions, and we could not have brought this entire month to life without some of the sweetest people that I know at Pure Synergy. One of the best vitamin, supplement, and superfood brands that I think I've ever put into my body, and they believe everyone deserves to be well in the body, mind, and spirit, just like I do for this podcast. Their deep-seated care for well-being of other humans drives their mission to create the best, most effective products possible. Pure Synergy is legit saving my life. Y'all know I'm like a hypochondriac at this point. I don't know if it's because I'm half Japanese or because I just like to take care of my body. Either way, I like to put things into my body that I know are pure that will get me going for the entire day and sustain a lot of energy that I want to pursue for those 16 hours. To start, they have an incredible men's vitamin that has all the veggies, fruits, and nutrients that you'll need to stay energized throughout the day. Just in case you don't get it in the food that you eat, clearly, we all try to have three meals a day, and I will always try to put the right foods into my body, but it's actually really difficult, and I know you guys can also relate to that. Then, of course, one of my other favorites is the Rapid Rescue. So it's a capsule that has elderberry, and I'm going to mess this word up, but it's like enchinsia or something. But it's supposed to be really good for you in case you're feeling just a little under the weather. And we know going into the fall right now, none of us want to get sick. We do not want to deal with the flu and the cold and the virus and this and that and the third. So if you ever feel like a little under the weather, this Rapid Rescue is actually really good for you. Those are my two faves, but of course, they have a lot of other superfoods, tablets, and so much more on their website. But y'all, I'm not going to give you a regular schmegular website. They created a custom URL for the men of the hour. So if you head to thesynergycompany.com, I would spell it out. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and do that for you. The Synergy Company, T-H-E-S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y company.com forward slash men of the hour for 20% off. Here's the deal. Just head to the landing page and enter your email to redeem the code. And once you get that in your inbox, use it at checkout for 20% off. Again, that's thesynergycompany.com forward slash men of the hour for 20% off when you enter your email to redeem the code. All right, everybody, let's keep proactive about our health and focus on putting organic and rich supplements and vitamins into your body if you're into that. And if you know that you're not going to get it through the foods and drinks that you take throughout the day. Pure Synergy is the perfect brand to start this journey with us for the month of musicians. Speaking of, you're about to hear Teddy Swims now and all the greatness he has to say about life, unlearning the human experience and true connection building. Some of the things that I not only value, but I think you should too when tuning in. There we go. Recording in progress. Right. Teddy Swims, baby. Welcome to the Men of the Hour, man. Thank you for saying yes. Are you washing me out? Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start. Okay. Thanks, man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? We just we plugged your mic in. We got the lights set up, dude. So thanks, uh, thanks for everything already. Yeah. How many How many people did it take though? Like four of us in here trying to get me a microphone. 
<laughs> that's what it is your, your your talent right your team your team knows kind of what needs to be plugged in you just got to start singing in the microphone buddy and you do it so well yeah you hope so that's <laughs> they, man. they seem to think so or they just they think i'm i'm cool enough to be around i guess you know what i'm i'm gonna have you here for the next few minutes long minutes one hour 30 minutes i don't care how long i have you for we have you uh and and you said yes to coming on the show so i'm very thankful uh anybody listening thank you for tuning in if this is your first time with us thanks for clicking our podcast when you could have clicked anywhere else teddy swims is joining us right now i think you you can look at teddy swims and just know this man is happy as hell so I'm ready to talk a lot of good vibes with you about life, authenticity, being a yes man. And then ultimately your latest album is called Unlearning. So what that meant to you and uh, kind of, I want, I want you to speak those words into, into our lives and, and hopefully be able to add some value, man. Cause that's exactly what I look at you. I say, you know what, this guy's, you know, creating a phenomenon for, for himself in the country music scene, but also staying very true to who he is. So we'll be talking about all that, my friend. So life, I, I, and you titled it L-I-F-E. It's one of your singles on the album. I, you know, when I started listening to it, you just kept repeating that, you know, that's life, right? It, it is what it is, right? Simply put. Um, but what, what inspired that single? Um, man, what's crazy about that song, it's the one song on this EP that I haven't, uh, that I didn't write at all on it. Um, when uh, I, I get a lot of, uh, a lot of people that send me songs like, hey, you should sing this song. You should sing oh, this nice. song. And I'm usually kind of weird about uh, outside songs, which I'm trying not to be, you know, because for some reason there's this thing in, uh, in, in being an artist that there's this like bad stigma between artists. It's like, oh, if you sing something that's like you didn't write, like you're not real or you're not like authentic or, or something well, like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's probably a lot. That, like, but actors don't write everything that they say, you know, that, that, that it's the only place in the world it is a music and and you'll be surprised how many people um have like songs that are written sent to them for them whatever it may be and uh i was sent this song about a year ago and uh usually like i said i'm kind of weird about it I, i'm like write my songs i always want to be and and a lot of times it's hard to hear a song that's sent to you mm. um, from somebody for you to sing and, and hear how you can bring yourself to a song, you know, authentically as well, because it's not your words. Um, but when I heard the song life, I mean, I was just that I, I connected with it on such a deep level. I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for acrostic poems too. And mm -hmm. so like the, all the verses spell out life as well. Like love mm -hmm. isn't for everyone. It starts out with love isn't for everyone. It's life left inside feeling empty still spells out life. And everything's this beautiful acrostic poem that in the chorus, it just, I think it's one of the most well-written songs ever. And I, I just couldn't, I needed it. I was like, I have to, I have to sing this man. Uh, Pooh yeah. Bear and John Ryan and these guys after hours wrote this song and, uh, and Pooh Bear is, you know, he writes, he's one of the biggest, best writers in the world, man. Oh, yeah. He writes like most of Justin Bieber's stuff, a lot of, just a lot in the scene, man, him and John Ryan both. And, um, when I heard it, I was like, what do I got to do to get in touch with Pooh Bear? I, I mean, what do I got to do to get this song? Like, I need this song to be mine. And uh, so we we finally got it. And we Here it, it is. Yeah. It's on the EP. You know, I've always tried to play music on this podcast and I'm scared of copyright infringement. I don't want to be able to publish your episode. And then people will be like, wait, you can't do that. Wait, 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 bring it down, bring it down. So if, the, if that's the case, everybody, you should go check out um, Unlearning. It's your, it's your latest EP and life is on there. It's, you know, it's it, when people listen to music, I think, and to anybody tuning in right now, you can probably attest to this. Teddy, I know you do because you're a musician. The, like, music is emotion, right? Depending on what you're feeling and what kind of attitude you're in. Like you wake up in the morning, what's your go-to song, for example? 
like if or go to genre uh depends on my day for me man i think i think we're all we all have that though depending on my day but i usually if it's a if it's a day i know i'm gonna kick today's ass it's it's probably it's probably listening to something like like the gap band or like yeah you know some disco like some hype music right Starting out with some funk or some disco, man. Yeah. We're listening to James Brown or some some Bee Gees. If we know As we're really today's ass, that's where we're at, you know. But yeah, because I think it kind of like and the reason I ask is it could ultimately lead you in a certain direction of what that day might behold. If you're feeling a little tired, you probably do want some some upbeat music and such. And I think uh to, or if you're if you're not feeling well, maybe you do want, kind of want to take it easy that day. You're going to listen to like slow John Mayer music throughout the day. You know, yeah. that's that's the power of music. And I think even the power of podcasting, I think if you like the voice of the people you're listening to, um, hopefully my voice hasn't gotten too annoying, but you know, your, your voice naturally without you singing is also kind of therapeutic for some people too. So, um, you know, I, w- tell me what other podcasts have you done, for example? Um, man, I did this, uh, God, I'm trying, uh, Shit, I, I can't even, I honestly can't even think of, of any of them that I've been on right now. You asked me and now I'm like, out. <laughs> I don't want to mess it up. Well, while you're thinking about it, Teddy, you know, I think that it's, it's real conversation. A lot of the times podcasting is a platform for people who, and the reason we created this platform was it's, it's a space to just chill and talk out what you're thinking, what you're feeling. I remember when we've had a couple of the other, uh, the other guests in season two, probably towards the end of last year, I would be like, Hey, what's on your mind right before we hit the recording button. And it would change everything about the, the things I thought we were going to talk about. You know what I mean? And uh, th- there's something special to that. You know what I mean? I think, I think there's also something special to uh, there's, there's a real, um, there's a real talent in being able to hold a conversation, you know, mm. continue a conversation and not ever let it like what you do is such a talent and such a beautiful art form that people don't really, you know, realize is such a, such a even like a calling a divine purpose you know to be able to hold a conversation and to relate and to and mm-hmm. to keep something up because hell man it, mm-hmm. it, it it takes a lot of years of like practice and to like be able to continue to have a conversation because if somebody's not a conversationalist and you're not either it's very <laughs> very be. weird after a minute and you're behind yeah. the mic and you're you know and also it takes a it takes a strong man to like or or or, be, or whatever you know it takes a strong person to uh to like, like, like to, to, to listen to their own voice on recording and not hate it. Do you, don't you remember that? So you can relate to this too, as a musician, when we were in probably like grade school, everybody hated listening to themselves on recording tapes. It's disgusting. I hated it. I was like, God, that's what I sound like. I still feel that way, man. Yeah. Still, yeah. Always, I know like technically or dynamically, like I'm, 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 I'm good at what I do, yeah. but it's still my gross little southern ass shut up dude i think well that's the special thing is that we i think individually could be like oh my voice is fucking annoying that's what i sound i still think i sound like my balls haven't dropped you know and that's and then here we are for a living using our voices in front of oh my god imagine well i remember hearing from musicians back in the we saw it with adele and and you know she's still excellent with what she does but anybody who has like if i lost my voice are you fucking kidding me similar to you it's it's a it's literally i don't think it's why we live yeah you could take everything else away from me you could take my eyes my like everything you could yeah i feel the same i just this is like and not even just in the singing sense but just my Mm. 
communicate. It's like, that's what I do. That's my purpose. It's I like, know. Oh, I love that. I didn't even know that about you. I couldn't imagine if I couldn't just say. Morning. Tell, yeah. Good morning. Yeah. It would kill me. I think there's not many people who have that outlook too. Do you think there's like a loss of communication to some extent with people? I had this conversation with some buddies earlier and it's like, I often wonder if the digital age that we live in, right? You're not someone who stays on Instagram as much as I do, right? It's part of kind of the job to some extent, but there is a heavy lift on doing in-person communication before the pandemic, right? Let's say 2020 didn't happen. It, you know, look back to 2019, 2018, how hard it was for a lot of people to have interpersonal communication skills, just in general, like, hello, confidently looking someone in the face and, you know, being curious as to like, you know, how they're doing, what they do with their life and, and, and all that, and having a conversation. Yeah, man. I, I, I think about that, that all the time that we have this, this ability to always get whatever information on hand or communicate and speak to anybody at any moment, but we definitely lose this uh, ability to eye contact with someone or, or uh, I can, I can see somebody being like, you know, I, I remember growing up and like, maybe in like high school and stuff. And I'd like maybe go date this girl or something. And mm. she would be so good. We would text for like weeks and she was amazing on text. It's so funny and so great. And then we would like meet. And then I don't know if she's just nervous or like what, but she just doesn't have that same kind of like excited, stoked energy. But on the text, <laughs> she's like a she whole did. different person. She was a whole yeah. different person in real life. You know, it was like, and I think, I think we have this crutch now in that, that we're, we're not only not able to communicate as well, um, but but also we have this this concept that our life has to be like at the end of the day, when you see Teddy Swim's life on Instagram, it's the best foot forward, all the great things that are happening in my life, sure. all the best moments of my life. That's not what my life actually looks like. You know, my mm. life is actually just this like amazing up and up and up and I'm doing great and I got plenty of money and I'm just loaded rich it's like it I of course I of course I'm like wanting people to see that and I want people to know that I'm that person and feel that I'm that person because I, I want that but at the same time like social media is fake that girl you went to high school with that you're looking back and you're like man she's doing so great she's got two kids man they're like living in Hawaii they're having the best life man my life sucks and they're just doing so great and I promise you they could they're scrolling through Instagram doing the same thing about somebody else's life it's a huge point how many people do you know who you might have looked at on Instagram and they are like I am just, I just posted that because it was a good vacation photo, right? Or, oh, that was from nine months ago, <laughs> you know, or it, it's interesting because that's how our minds are wired nowadays, sadly. And I often tell my friends who are, you know, scrolling through or constantly watching what other people are doing. It's different if you're like, like I study Instagram. So if I'm looking at content, it's usually like a news outlet, or if I want to see what my friends are doing, I tell myself it shouldn't be a scrolling tactic. It should be, I'm looking for this person. So I'm going to search your name. Like if I wanted to look up Teddy swims, I'm going to go look your name up and then in 10 seconds, see how you've been doing on your social, you know? And, and I think that that's a, a rewiring of your brain. Cause otherwise you're going to go into fucking depression. Um, you will go into like a competitive mindset that shouldn't be competitive. And I think wow. it's unnecessary. That's it. You go into this competitive mindset for some weird fucking reason. Like, I don't know if I'm sorry, if I can I say, of course, 
but yeah, you go into this weird competitive mindset. That's it right there. You get, you get to this place where like you see somebody doing so great and then you start feeling like inadequate about like yourself or something. And it's, it's quite strange, man, that we, we, isn't that weird? Like we're not meant to compete with each other. People used to ask me all the time. They're like, uh, and you probably get the same from any other country artists. It's not a competition at all with like number of fans or number of downloads, any of that. Cause when we launched this podcast, they were like, are, are you trying to be the next Joe Rogan? I was like, Abs- I don't know. No, absolutely yeah. not. I was like, he's in his own field. They're like, oh, so the, what's the accomplishment? Who do you want to be like? And I was like, I'm trying to create something brand new. It's not even about that. So. Yeah. I think, I think that's, it's so strange that people like, yeah, there's, there's plenty of room for all of us, man. Yeah. I think, especially in this day and age, man, I would even go as far to say and believe that if every single person on this the whole damn planet did it, what it is that they loved, then we wouldn't need room for anything else and no other jobs in the and world. And you wouldn't feel like you had to compromise or you would never feel like you're not in the right place. Yeah, I, I genuinely think that like if I mean, there wouldn't be a guy in a factory making plastic and there wouldn't be a trash man picking up plastic if that wasn't even a thing that needed to be, you know what I'm saying? I think, I just think like, it's so crazy. There's just like what we get to do in communication is, is this, like, I, I get to talk to you and be in front of people that you may, you know, may be able to reach that I can't. And I think that's, what's so good about the human experience is that Mm. when I, when I get to talk to you, there's people that you're going to touch and people that you're going to change their lives that I'll never be able to talk or speak to and vice versa. And so our ability coming together is to reach some people that watch you and some people Mm. that watch me, and then they get to know about each other and us and, you know, our, our relationship. And this is, this is what we get to do is touch people. We never, would have got to touch and so mm. where it could be a competition it should be a there's room for there's so much room better yeah. together as we call it yeah no matter what you're doing i think in media and entertainment it's the worst when it comes to show off it show offiness you know what i mean because i was at the pool yesterday and i'm just like looking at my friends and, and we were all talking about how you know someone we recognized at the pool was that one person that had posted these things or whatever and i was like guys do you hear yourself I was like, you're literally relating that person to an app, like something you saw. And they're like, oh my God, yeah, but your friend is like super famous. He has 4 million followers. I'm like, bro, he has a YouTube channel. And that's about like, he doesn't even think he's famous. He's chilling. Followers doesn't mean anything, right? He's a great guy. I love him. But it's like, there's so much more to that. And if I can connect him to like you and you can connect your buddy to me, it's almost like I'd rather do that than to say, I love your point, which is like mass audience connection. But even on like a more micro scale, you know, Teddy introduces Justin to Eric, Justin introduces Teddy to Brenda and like one, one at a time, it's such a cool thing to see, but like, I don't correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not seeing a lot of it. I mean, again, before pandemic it's in this like rat race culture and in the loss of connectivity type world we live in. I just wonder how we can get back to a place where it is so cool to introduce you to someone else who I might know that does country music or you know? Yeah, I completely, I completely agree with that. I think that's our, um, that's our goal. You know, that's at least our goal. As a- How about this? Something that comes out of this pod together is that, that you and I will promise each other that that is something we work towards. Cause essentially like, I hope a lot of people think that way, but you know, it, depending on like how you are, um, whether or not you're introverted, extroverted may not play into this, but depending on how ambitious you are to like change culture and stuff, you know, there's different levels and tiers to that. Um, 
but I think I've always told people this when you work in media or you decide to be um, an artist and, and you blow up like you did and you become a celebrity, there's a platform that's built. And then I think, I want your thoughts on this. There's a social responsibility to some capacity, right? With your name and your brand after you've built a huge platform. There absolutely is. That is your responsibility. What are you doing with a with a spot to say anything or do anything and you're not saying it? Shit. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I know. I mean, I I don't know. I that that that's just it makes me mad to see somebody with an opportunity and a place to touch somebody and would not say a damn thing to them. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would you not like use spread some sort of positivity or love in some capacity? Why wouldn't you use your platform to do that? Like, what are you what what are you in it for? Mm. Why would you you know? Because this is ultimately so much bigger than anything that we do is supposed to be so much bigger than us. And correct, if we keep ourselves at the center of it, then what is it that we're really really doing? It's like we have we have blood on our hands, you know. Mm-hmm something we can say or do or something that we can give to somebody that could really really change their perspective or their life in some way and we just would not you don't want to lose the opportunity to do that either i think and and you know what i told my family this the other day maybe last week and uh, we were just talking about like new york culture people are very aggressive here blah 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 my my dad had always been like i would never live there people are so hate like hateful you know whatever he's from the south he's from tennessee um and, and i think like Listen, I think everybody's good. And part of that's because I think everybody wants to do some type of good, I would yeah. hope. Um, doesn't matter if it's like macro, micro, whatever level you want to be on. You know, you could you could open the door for someone. It's still good, right? But I think people want that because it makes you feel good when, when someone else smiles and says thank you. Or it makes you feel as though you have a place of goodness uh, to, it, somewhere in your day. What I can't stand, Teddy, is when people go, Oh, I did my good deed of the day. And I'm like, great. How many do you have the month? Right. How many do you have for the week? You're running out of fucking golden coins. I'm confused. And that's where I'm like, guys, we have to get to a better place of that. And I think a lot of it's just being a little bit more um, less selfish, right. More selfless. I look, there's a, uh, you know, there, there's a, uh, I, I watched this video um, ever ago and it's always something that stuck with me. Um, Dr. Uh, Rabbi Abraham Tversky, uh, he talks about this thing called fish love. You can find it on YouTube. I'll send it to you. And he says, uh, he says, I walk up to this man on the dock and uh, he's out fishing. And he says, young man, why are you, why are you fishing? He says, well, I love fish. He said, well, if you love fish, why do you uh, take it outside of the water and cook it and boil it and eat it? You don't love the fish. You love what the fish does for you. You love what the fish gets to your body. You love what the fish, the the nutrients that the fish provides you. You know, and so much of what love is today is that fish love. And instead, what we should do as humans, what what love is, is we give a piece of ourselves to somebody mm. belongs to you, and it's yours now. And it stays with you. And I have to trust you with what you do with that, right? It's it's something that I love what I've placed of myself inside of you. I love you. And I don't I don't get to expect uh, this every time I love you, I feel good. Every time, you know, it's it's that's that's not how that's not how it works. How it works right. Yeah. That's so true. Because I mean, but that's like acting out of uh, selfish behavior, I think. But, but don't you think that's like how we're wired to some capacity, unless your parents are raising you, like my mom was raised in a temple of some kind, like, unless they're raising you to always be like, 
you are in service of other people or depending on your culture that has a lot to do with it too. But naturally, I would assume, Teddy, people are being risen in these lives, in these beautiful lives to just, you know, grow up, make, you know, have a family, get a job, graduate, whatever, whatever. I said all of that out of order. Uh, what, what is it? Go to school, get a job, make a family, you know, but we can still kind of check in with ourselves in our teens, 20s, 30s, 40s. And the biggest question I wanted to ask you today too, one of the biggest ones is, you know, when there's a purpose, like a grounded purpose in what you do, that's where you, I think you start to fall in love with it again. You would be music, right? Where did you find the purpose in music that might've allowed you to fall in love with, uh, with the whole act again? Well, I mean, I guess like you said, you know, it's it's easy it's easy for for somebody like me to to say why I love and why I do what I do is because of the way I was raised, you know. And even though I'm not, um, I wouldn't consider myself like a devout Christian at all anymore. I don't go to, you know, I, I wouldn't consider myself a Christian, but um, I do because of the. My granddad was a Pentecostal pastor when I was coming up. And so I was raised in this this mentality that you you have a duty and you have this calling to be something special and, you know, that's going to change people's lives and you can't run from the calling of God and, you know, all this. And so I guess from a young age that like stuck with me so hard, no matter what I believe now, there's just always this sense of urgency in me and this like this this love that I have to give and show mm-hmm people and get the best out of everybody whether it's for this or that you know I I remember I remember when I was when I was a little bit younger man my I had this pastor come up to me and say uh you know what Teddy you have blood on your hands you have blood on your hands it was the scariest thing in the world you don't say that but to somebody I don't think but he says you have blood on your hands I got blood on my hands yeah and he was like look man you know the calling of God is without repentance so he's like when, when you were chosen from, when you were chosen to be this person that we're going to change millions of people's lives, he's like, you're going to do that regardless of what you do in your life. If that's your purpose and your calling, you're going to do that regardless of what happens in your life. So you need to decide right now. hundred percent. Before. Now, like, I don't know if I could say that I absolutely believe that there's a divine purpose. I don't know. I'm not sure. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, but what I, what I, what I've been told as such a little kid growing up my whole life, it was that is always stuck with me. And that's something that's like, I guess I just have this urgency and this like love for people that I have to, these principles, I guess, have stuck with me regardless of my spiritual belief. I, not, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's again, like the cultural upbringing you might've had and a lot of people, you know, what are your friendship conversations like with regards to all that? You know, are you, are your friends constant? Like I only keep nowadays, I only keep myself with people that are um, not like, they're just thoughtful people. Like I can have this conversation with you, but I can also have it with, you know, someone I was at dinner with last night. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely, uh, the older I've gotten and the more that I've, I've uh, had things to, to lose, you know, I've, uh, I, I find myself with the people that have stuck by me and then loved me and, and, and let me love the way I, I needed to love, you know, hundred percent. But it, it didn't, it didn't come at a, it didn't come at years of like, for years I was letting people walk all over me or do anything. Cause I love people so much, man. I, I let, you know, my whole life I was letting them, people stomp all over me, but just because of, of this, like, you know, this, this person that somebody shows you they are um, at the beginning of when you meet them. And then 
for the next eight months, they could be somebody completely different. But for that first month, it's the only person you see. And you're like, no, this is the person you really are. It's this one month person I saw at the beginning. When in reality, probably not. But I just was always hanging. Such a good point. I know this is who you're supposed to be. Yeah. And so, I mean, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't come, you know, like with, without saying I had a lot of people that I, I wanted so badly to be here. You know, even now in my career, I wanted so many people to so badly to be here. And, you know, now I'm glad with the ones that are still here with me, but it's a nice feeling. And, you know, everybody's always like, well, my friends, like some of them are no longer here. Like I had to like drop my friends, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's necessarily that you drop them or let them leave your life. I think a lot of it's just the synergy was gone. You know, I'm not a fan of losing friends. I think you're not either. It's like, I'm just like you. I love people for what they're doing. Just don't know if you'll be as much in my life if we don't have the same alignment. Still want to be friends, right? Or stay connected however that looks instagram cell phone facetimes but i think time is becoming so precious right now because of the workload and because of i mean shit i need eight hours of sleep you know so like and and you're the same way we we cannot go forth with life thinking that we're going to spend every single day with the same amount of time and energy towards you know friendship and life and love and work and music and travel and you know, they have to think about compartmentalizing all that. And a lot of that's going to mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you're going to have to like give up a lot of time to people. Yeah. But I think as long as, as, as long as you can, if, as long as you can move with, you know, like, like with this mentality, if you ask yep. me now, um, who is the most important person in the world? It's you. And because me and you right now, we got this moment right here. It's me and you, you're the best person in the whole world. You're the only person, the only, no place I'd rather be. And so if if we can make sure when we have connections that we have them like this and then, because you, you get to see people that you don't see in years and months. When you see them again, we right where we left off. Like, you're right. Nothing changed. We hadn't missed a beat. And so as long as we can have those kind of connections and the, and the crazy life we live in, then I know that like, as long as I know that you're the most important person in the world right now in front of me and we're doing this. And the next time I see you, we're right back in these little offices doing, mm-hmm. even if we're right, you know, we're, we're right back to this feeling. If I see you in person and a year from now or two weeks from now, it's like, it's the same love we have right this second. You know, I think that's, we, we, sh- it's, it's our duty to make sure we like, you know, keep that, keep that. You're right. And that's any relationship. Yeah, I went to a comedy show last night. If you've ever heard of Maz Jobrani, he was our, he was on our show in the first season as well. Phenomenal comedian came on this podcast and uh, we'd stayed connected on Instagram and I'm friends with his management team, but he came into New York yesterday. I hadn't like never met the guy in person, right? This is the power of social and of regular media, like what we're doing right now. Um, went to his comedy club, fucking laughed my ass off for so long and then just <laughs> met him in the green room. And like, dude, it was as if we'd been friends for the past year and a half. That's awesome, man. But then, I mean, similar to your experiences, I'm sure it's like you just get to the point where um, the authentic connection that you want to make with people is powerful enough to to sustain a year and a half of not seeing them in person. Yeah, and 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 I think once you get once you get to uh, this. Once you get into the point in your life where I, I thought forever I was I was losing, but I was always right. You know, I was always doing mm. right. my heart was in the right place, no matter how hard life got. I just um, once I finally was 
winning and I was in the right place, it was like, I think there nothing can break that anymore. You start getting these kind of connections, you know, oh, you, sure. start, you start not having these horrible people in your life. I know or, it's a hundred percent. Don't you, is it a maturity thing? I, I don't I, even want to say maturity because it's just kind of like, then you're disregarding someone who just might not be at a certain place in their life. But what do you think it is that gets you to this point that allows friends like us to then connect and on a deeper level is it just you know i would think it's asking yourself hard questions and you know talking with other people about deep shit what they call it nowadays yeah, deep, sure. deep. that and i think there's there's just power in a good name too you know there's just so much power in a good name like i just i know that you're an amazing guy because everybody is thinks you are the best guy ever you know and that's that's all there is to it like you get the chance to connect with somebody you make sure they like they feel love and it's like man when i chatted with him it was he's the most lovely person ever you know and it was vice versa bro disappointed you know what i mean so i i like at the same time you, you just continue to to attract these mm. things in your life that you're you're putting out you know and i think it's i think there's a lot to say about that too i love that the one thing i want to talk to you about before we have to go off of here unlearning what does that mean to you and why did you name your ep that um, for me, unlearning is not so much just about uh, where where I thought I would be in my life at right now. Um, you know, we all have this like preconceived notion of like what we what we would have been doing uh, here at I this am. point. Yeah, here I am coming up on like this was ten years since I graduated high school. You know, and I thought like ten years from high school, I remember sitting there yeah. and to myself my 10 year plan. Like I was going to be, I don't know, what was I going to be? I don't know. But I had this whole thing of like what I was going to be. And I was going to be this man <laughs> and I was going to be grown. And I, I still like, I was even sitting the other day and I was thinking like, am I a man? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> when did that happen though? When did I start feeling like that? When did I start feeling like I was a grown man? Cause if you would have asked me like four years ago, I would be like, nah, I'm still a kid. Even though I was living on my own, paying my own bills, all that, I still felt like a kid. And I don't know what happened. It wasn't like a click in your head that was like, I'm a man now. And so I think I had to, I had to unlearn a whole lot of expectations I had for my life. I'm mm. about how we like, we look at our heroes, like a Stevie Wonder for me, right? And, of course. You know, Stevie Wonder is the most amazing person in the world. And here I think like I could never do anything as amazing as him. But there was probably Stevie when he was coming up thinking like, I will never, ever be smoky or something. You know what I mean? And it uh, so there was also so much um, from that, you know, so all this unlearning that I had to do there. And, and, and I think this whole last year was something that we all had to unlearn some things, whether it was oh, these yeah. conceived notions about ourselves or um, the way we were raised and uh, people were raised to believe this and this about, or this stigma about this person or this color, or, you know, I just think there was a lot of introspection and a lot of unlearning that everybody had to do some level of unlearning over this last year. And 100%. Um, and I think part of that is this, gosh, like that's, that's such a valuable point you bring up you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Yeah. And it's not even that we try as humans to avoid this shit. You just don't know what you don't know. And sometimes it means you have to go back and be like, all right, wait, when was it? You said it. When was I acting like a kid? When did I start feeling like a man? And that's, uh, it's still, again, like, unless you ask yourself those questions, I'm not sure if you're ever going to figure it out. Yeah. You know? 
yeah you, you, and i also think man the further uh, i heard heard this quote one time uh the older you get the further you get from who you thought, thought you were it's like yeah say it again the old say it again the older you get the further you get from who you thought you were that's ins- that's insanely true because <laughs> it's not it's not even like you're imagine like when we're in middle school you're not like trying to be x or you know aiming to be y trying to you know but are you dancing around one two three to get to abc there's no line of any of that whatever that might mean for somebody and i think that that's that is what you have to kind of see the process and the journey about everybody's like enjoy the process i'm like you dictate the process so don't even i used to get so frustrated when i would hear people that were older than me talk about oh it's all gonna work out yeah if i make it work out oh and and, right yeah it's not like bazam you about to be teddy swim i had you came out with an ep got like 10 billion downloads already like those you put that into motion and you have to figure it out as you, as you go along, but it's, it's unlearning as well. It's like, that's not working. I got to unlearn that. Every um, step, there's every step along the way. You gotta, you gotta take a step back and look again. Oh my gosh. And then we end up on a podcast like this. You know yeah. what I mean? So thank you again for saying yes. Uh, At some point, man, I was like, you know what? I was talking to your team and I was like, Darren, Jenny, we got to get Teddy on this podcast. I'm really, really happy. And uh, dude, everything you said, you brought up two really good quotes. I will have to backtrack and find the time codes. Uh, If you guys are listening right now, I'm so thankful that you clicked this podcast when you could have chose any other one on the market. If you're from Teddy's side, if if you're here listening to him as a fan, um, I hope you got a little bit more knowledge and depth to this man because he's certainly a special person. And uh, be sure to to check out all of his latest music. I can't play any of the music. I'll get copyrighted issues, but the EP is unlearning. And I need you guys to go check it out. He also, you collabed with Thomas Red on something called Broke. And I loved the song because it's so relatable for anybody who is a little bit younger than what, 30, who's essentially feeling broke all the time, right? Right. (laughs) Dude, thank you so much again. You got any last words, buddy? Any last words of wisdom before we close out? Hey, man, I love you, and uh, thanks for having me, and I can't wait to hang again. Hang some I more. can't wait, dude. 2.0, we're coming to you live. We'll, we'll do it in person for sure. I'll, I'll even come to Hot Atlanta to do it. <laughs> All right, bro. I think I might be in New York soon, though, too. We'll figure it out. You call me. Yeah, bro. we'll figure it out, man. I'll get you on Instagram, send you my number. And I know you asked me if I had anything else for them, but this is just, I love yeah. you. <laughs> I love you, dude. Great to see you, bro. <laughs> Teddy Swims, everybody. Thanks again. Rate, review, subscribe, do whatever you need to do to keep listening in. And, and we'll come back next Monday with another one. But this was Teddy Swims for now. Thanks. Hey, it's Justin again. And before you exit this very episode, wherever you're listening, I want to say thank you for being here. I hope you learned something new and are leaving more inspired by the conversation you just heard. Men of the Hour is also on Instagram and YouTube at Men of the Hour Podcast, where you can find all of our video sneak peek exclusives and full episodes. Be sure to follow and subscribe and do all those great things so that we can stay connected. And right before you jump, I would love to hear from you if you would put a rating and review right here where you're listening. Until next Monday, continue taking care of yourself and building the best possible life. <laughs>